Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future of Influence podcast. I am your host, Raj Singh. They call me King Raj. And today I have a special guest. Help me welcome Casey Jones. Hello, Casey. Hey, Raj. All right. Please tell our audience a little bit about what you do at a high level. Yeah, and then so- we'll deep dive. Yeah, I'm a thought leadership and a growth coach for founders. And so I work kind of with two different types of founders. I work with service providers, so consultants and coaches and agency owners. But I also do a lot of work with um, early stage kind of tech and startup founders. And with them, I do um, so with the service providers, I do more on the um, kind of thought leadership and branding and becoming known experts in their space. And with the tech founders, I do all of that, but I also do a lot more on, on kind of buyer journey and customer experience and all the nitty gritty related to how you make more money. Okay, excellent. So tell me, what is the biggest problem you solve for your clients when you do that? Ooh, so in, there's, in general, it's, it all comes down to making more money. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm a big believer that you know, look, there's lots of things that we can do for our business and for our lives and for our careers that feel good and that are rewarding. Um, but I really try to focus on where that where there is that intersection of things that, that feel good, that feel authentic, that feel very much us, but also generate revenue and, and help us scale and grow our business, because that's that's why we're in this game. Right. So you're saying that you can be authentic and genuine um, and not feel like you're being a fake and still generate revenue. It's Here's possible. The deal. I actually don't think it's possible. I don't just think it's possible. I think it's kind of required. Uh, I think, yeah, there's definitely some people out there that have been very successful coming, being very fake. I don't think that works the way it used to. I think we are, we have much better BS detectors and people are just kind of over it. And so authenticity is the name of the game. And so I really help the the clients that I work with figure out how they can be strategic and authentic at the same time. Strategic yet authentic at the same time. I love it. And you mentioned about branding, helping people with their branding as well. And I must say, just checking um, out your different profiles on social media and just your web presence. I mean, you definitely have great branding. So I could see you doing that for uh, your clients as well. You're welcome. You're welcome. You deserve it. Absolutely. Seeing that. Um, I just want to know, you know, let's get right into it. What's a, a success story that you've had at one of your clients that you can share with us? Well, actually, this is really good timing because I, uh, I, got a, I saw an announcement on LinkedIn from a long-running client of mine. We haven't worked actively probably for the last six months, but we worked for years. And he's a good friend of mine. And he just announced that his startup got acquired. Mm. Um, got acquired so much, they're not releasing the actual number, so I won't say that, but he said, he, he was like, well, let me, just point, let me just put it this way. He said, 
Um, almost every employee of our small team is now making double, at least double of what they were um, at their company and their company paid pretty darn well. <laughs> um, and, but the big thing he said, he was like, you know, he was like, I, I really owe it to you. He said, we didn't go and seek that acquisition. The company that acquired us actually found us, came and talked to us, and they were very explicit that his brand and their content strategy was what piqued their interest. And that was what I, I helped them craft. So that literally happened an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so good timing. Fresh off the press. There you, yeah. there you hear it. Hot off the press yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Great success stories. What made you decide to get into this type of uh, industry and exactly what you're doing now for your clients? So it's kind of a, a winding story. So I actually started my career in sales. Um, loved it, but would get kind of burnt out on it. And I made the transition to marketing a um, little over 10 years ago and absolutely fell in love with it. And um, the stuff that I love about marketing is um, I like to refer to at least early stage marketing and small business marketing as relationship building at scale. Mm. And so I love finding ways to where you can you can genuinely build real relationships. You can leverage marketing, leverage social media to help people really get to know you. So you can kind of skip a bunch of steps in your friendship and relationship building for your business and frankly, your personal life too. And since then, it's just been this constant evolution. And I think one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about personal branding is because of what an a huge role it has played in my life. And I never thought I would be this person, but no joke. I mean, most of my really, really close friends are people I met on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter. And we met that way. And then we wound up taking it offline and becoming friends. And those are some of the people that are like legit my ride or dies. And some of them I've never met in, in real life, but they are the people that I call when I'm having a, a bad day, a hard day. They're the people I call when I want to celebrate and they do the same with me. And it all comes from this whole marketing and personal branding and thought leadership ecosystem. I just, I freaking love it. Yeah, I totally agree about the personal brand. I remember just, just creating mine and crafting mine as well with everything I do. But what's nice is when you have a personal brand, then when you, if you decide to change something or what you're focus on at that time is or your passions change it's still you because you've built yes. up your personal brand your face your image and people know you so it doesn't matter what you're doing or what service you're providing it's really you who they're falling in love with and building that relationship with and will do business with ultimately or refer it or you know anything like that absolutely and i think the, the point you're making is that's why authenticity really matters if you craft a brand all around a particular business idea or an audience you're trying to target it makes that brand very inflexible. And let's be real, you know, our generation is very different from our parents. My father was considered a wild one among his friends because he had three he worked for three different companies in his career. You know, I've worked for like, I don't know, 12. And just in my own business, I've done a million different things. And that's, that's just how we are now. And so you've got to find the kind of common the narrative arc that like ties all of your, all of, you know, those different interests together in a way that, that makes sense. Cause that will, that will sustain you throughout your life and your career. 
I love what you're saying. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm buying what you're selling. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, it was, it was difficult at first too, because my background is in IT. And then I left corporate America over a decade ago because of my um, investments uh, growing as fast as they did. And then I became the passive income guy in that space. And uh, during that time, I started uh, getting more into music. And then I started with the band and we would go sing internationally um, all over the world and, and, and still do um, and, and perform. So when people would meet me at a business setting, then they're like, whoa, it's weird when I see in your social media profile, you're this like rock star on stage entertaining crowds. But then when people see me in the music, and they, and they uh, add me on social media, then they realize I'm this business person. But then I've decided to become more authentic, um, just going through different uh, people's uh, you know, branding uh, programs and, and authenticity and just feeling what just felt right to me. And then I realized we all have a story, it's just how we craft it. So now when I meet people, it's like, yes, because of my passive income investing successes, I'm able to sing all around the world with a band and have fun. Uh, and it's the same person, so I can kind of okay. just have that all in one in, in the same brand for me because it's the, it's my truth, you know. I don't have to yeah. have a separate profile for that. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think that the the multi passionate, you know, person and entrepreneur and influencer is a lot more common now. And so, yeah, there's still there's still some people that like they do the one thing and that's all they're about. And and but I think more and more we're seeing people that they do a ton of different things it's one of the reasons why i love marie forleo i mean but she's like a hip-hop dancer and a life coach and a marketer okay you know and it totally works and she kind of inspires people to do the same thing and i think it's what's really cool about it is it it gives us the freedom to really follow our passions and know that it it doesn't it doesn't limit the other things that we're doing it actually can fuel them and help more people kind of connect to our story yes and on that note casey we want to know what else do you do what are some of your passions what are some of your hobbies outside of working what do you spend your time doing yeah well um i'm a i'm a, I'm a big like book nerd so you will see on a lot of my social media i'm always doing book reviews and recommendations because i read a ridiculous amount um i also uh uh, write quite a bit. So I am in the process of writing my first book and I have plans for several. Um, I am kind of an obsessive dog mom. So you will also see me post lots of pictures of my really crazy, high energy bird <laughs> dog. Um, and I'm also a foodie. And so I yeah. am a little obsessive about things like Top Chef and, and learning how to cook and, and eating incredible meals all over the place. Um, my, my, my chosen way of traveling is to just eat my way through a great city. Um, ah, well, yeah. yeah. I could say I share that in common with you definitely as well. Foodie, big book nerd, writer, dog mom, ah, awesome. And writing your first book. That must be very, very uh, exciting. It is exciting. It's overwhelming at times and it's it's tough to stay on track. I'm, I'm working on, on nailing kind of the, the routine of it. I am totally behind and I have a coach that is helping me develop the full outline of my book. And I, no joke, yesterday I had to send him a message and be like, I have to push our meeting back one week because I am behind. So that's oh. the challenge, but it's, but it, it is incredibly rewarding and it's really, 
exciting. And I think this is the other thing is, is I love being a creator, right? So I create a ton of content. I also, you know, I create content on LinkedIn and on Instagram and on Twitter and on TikTok. And I love, I love engaging with people and connecting with people in that way. And um, I think it took a long time for me to call myself a creator because I think of people who have like a million followers <laughs> and I'm nowhere near that. Um, but it's an incredibly rewarding and satisfying experience and it's amazing to create something and, and get that DM from someone saying, oh my God, this, I saw this on the perfect day. I was just struggling with this or this helped me so much or I didn't know that, you know, I thought I was alone going through this and you get one of those messages and like, dude, it's over. You, you will yeah. be hooked. And it's amazing that you, you truly are living your brand just in so much you just said right now, as far as being authentic and genuine. And I love that you said you still have a coach that you're, um, you know, having advice from uh, for your book and so forth. And it just shows that, you know, even coaches need coaches and we all need coaches. And I, I've learned that even people at the highest level, they still have coaches. So, yes. you know, why wouldn't someone starting out, um, get a coach as well. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Just um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, coaches, mentors, or uh, mastermind groups, anything like that? Oh, I think the people that really succeed and really excel, they invest in their own development. And it's um, oftentimes what I see is the founders that struggle the most are the ones that think that asking for help is some sort of sign of weakness. Um, whereas the founders that recognize that asking for help is actually a commitment to working smarter, not harder. Those are the ones that are going to see this, this explosive growth. And I would be very skeptical of working with any coach that doesn't see a coach themselves because and I mean, all of the best coaches I've ever worked with and, and PS, I don't just have one. I have, I have a couple with different aspects of my business um, the ones who are, have done the most, who have really excelled, they invest in that personal development at every single level. And I think the other thing, and I, I have another project that I'm in the very early stages of working on, but one thing I've noticed, particularly with tech startups, is all of the resources that support tech startups, accelerators, um, you know, consultants, mentors, advisors, they are all focused on the business. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of resources that focus on the founder and helping that founder become the better leader, become the more empowered person, um, leveling up their skills, their mindset, getting them the support that they need so that they are, they are leveling up themselves at the same rate that they're leveling up their their business because let me tell you if you're if you're not playing that game your business growth is absolutely going to stall you're going to reach this ceiling where you just don't have the the skills the mindset the confidence the resources the connections to help you get to that next level and so you've got to be thinking through what investment can i make in myself that is going to help me further impact the audience that I serve, help me further serve, you know, the team below me and, and help me turn the, this vision, this big, crazy, motivating vision that I have into a reality. 
I love it. Dropping knowledge. Here we go, Casey Jones. And you also say on your social media about um, helping people with being fake or feeling like a fraud. You know, and so many uh, coaches I see or business owners, they sometimes have that hurdle of feeling like uh, they have imposter syndrome. What's a quick tip or strategy that you can share with us um, that basically helps with that? So there's a couple of things. One, I would say, just know everybody has imposter syndrome, even people at the highest level. And if they mm. say they don't have imposter syndrome, they're either like a serious narcissist or they're more likely they're, li they're lying. Um, but the other thing, this is an aha I've had for myself and it's kind of blown my mind. And I've, I come from a background where I was really raised to believe that anything in life that is worth having is going to require really hard work. And so what winds up happening is I will second guess when something is coming easily to me. I will not trust it. I will not believe it. I will sometimes not lean into it if something is coming too easily to me. And here's the deal. When you are kind of in your zone of genius, it feels easy, right? You're doing this stuff that feels like second nature. You're doing this stuff that feels so natural to you. And so it can be really easy to be like, oh, I'm not working hard enough for this. I shouldn't trust it. Maybe this isn't real. And you've got to recognize that, that it being hard is not always a requirement for it being valuable and it being worth doing. And so you've got to have this, this kind of regular check-in. And I really recommend having, you know, your kind of casual board of advisors, right? Like the people that have your back, your network, where you can go to them and be like, hey, can you give me a, a little bit of a gut check on this? I, I thought that this was something, but it feels like a little too easy and I'm not sure if I tr should trust it. And let them give you some feedback. And most of the time, they'll be the ones being like seriously rooting you on and helping you recognize that you got this and you got to just keep on going. Yes, absolutely. Wow, I love what you're saying about uh, just helping people get to the, the next level. You're really um, helping them create a, a greater impact in the world. Um, if someone's listening to this or watching this and they're saying, hey, Casey seems like the person I need to speak to, I want to take the next step and get started with her or find out more about her programs, what's the best way they should contact you and, and get to uh, you know, know you and your team a little bit more? So two ways literally any social media platform my handle is always a better jones that's my business name and so you can also go to www.abetterjones.com um but lots of us like to to scroll on social first and then slide into the dms and i'm always <laughs> i'm always available there Okay, excellent. And uh, they can go there, contact you, see your positive messages. I find a lot of inspiration just from looking at those uh, messages as well. Um, what's, what's a final tip you can uh, just give our listeners and, and viewers today um, to just share anything you want about, um, you know, just being a more thoughtful leader or um, having more growth in their life? Just it's all yours. Here's the biggest thing. You are stronger and capable of more than you think you are. 
my biggest goal in life is, is that when I interact with someone, they walk out of that experience thinking, holy shit, I am capable of way more than I thought going into that conversation. And now I've got a plan of action for taking the next couple of steps. And, and, and truly, what I have seen time and time again is that people are smarter, they are stronger, they are scrappier, they're more resilient, they're more capable than they give themselves credit for. And so do whatever you can to, to remind yourself of that, whether it's the people that you surround yourself with, the coaches that you work with, the content that you read and consume, you know, cultivate that, that motivation, that inspiration, and that, that kind of courage because you've got it in you. All right. You are capable. Casey said it. Check her out, abetterjones.com. That's abetterjones.com. You'll also see uh, her new book on there shortly, so good luck on writing that book. It's been a pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to seeing more of uh, your content on social media. So do check out Casey Jones, abetterjones.com. And uh, until the next episode of the Future of Influence podcast, I am your host, Raj Singh. Thanks again, Casey Jones. Take care. Ew. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.